If we didn't know any better, we might think it had something to do with rivers. Just think of the Delta Blues and the Mississippi. Memphis has the Mississippi and Beale Street, Beale Street running from the river to East Street, so important in the history of the blues. Even Chicago has the Chicago River. But we ask the Susquehanna. This is a tune titled Susquehanna 66 from a recent album by award-winning blues guitarist Gabe Stillman. The album cover features Gabe, guitar on the ground, gazing at the mighty Susquehanna River from its banks in Williamsport, blues along the banks of the Susquehanna River. Gabe Stillman may not even have been born when, as we learn in May 1990, Chris Bastris, Fred Danielle, Penny Austin, Doug McMinn, Charlie Lockhart, and Bonnie Tallman gathered at Franco's Lounge in Williamsport, each placing $50 in the kitty as starting funds for a blues picnic. A local county commissioner offered his private property along the Susquehanna River for the occasion. Two more successful events solidified that the blues were getting noticed. In 1993, the group then began the process of establishing 501c3 nonprofit status, electing a slate of officers, and joining in a worldwide effort to celebrate blues music as an historical and culturally significant American-born art form. The group was now officially known as the Billtown Blues Association, Inc. It was also in 1993 the organizers began holding a special event meant to select musicians from the area to appear on the festival stage, along with nationally known touring and recording blues musicians. In 1997, the BBA became affiliated with the National Blues Foundation in Memphis, which opened the door for local and regional Pennsylvania artists to become eligible to participate in the annual International Blues Challenge in Memphis. As its hard work, quality events, and national exposure became noticed, the Billtown Blues Association was recipient of a prestigious Keeping the Blues Alive Award in 2011. The BBA was selected from worldwide submissions as Blues Organization of the Year. That from the Blues Association's official history. And now, decades later, having established itself on the national level and international level, the annual Billtown Blues Festival will open on June 10th at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds with a vibrant mix of national and regional acts, including Gabe Stillman, hometown favorite, who is making his name on a national scene. Bonnie Tallman and Charlie Lockhart traveled from the West Branch to cross the main stem of the Susquehanna for their yearly visit to the WVIA studios to talk about the festival and to help us understand how blues music has taken root along the Susquehanna. It's an area that's always been rich in music, although in the early days it was country music. And there's a lot of musicians in the area, and they had a couple of parks that famous people came to. I mean, Hank Williams used to come to our area. And one of the, the uh, Drifting Cowboys, mm -hmm. he was from Montgomery, Bob McNett. 
they used to come to the area, and people just love music over there. And we just hit it at the right time when there was a blues resurgence happening with the Blues Brothers and other things. And there were some folks that got involved. And here we are, 32 years later, I'm still on the radio, and we're still doing a blues festival. And I have to tell you a story that's very fresh, and it ties right into what you're talking about, Erica. We were driving over here today, a few minutes ago, and my phone rings in my car, and this woman who I had never heard of before said, I just found out about your blues festival. I'm from New York City. My husband's from L.A. We just moved to Williamsport, and we are so into the arts, and we're so into the blues, and one of the reasons that we chose to come to Williamsport is because we read about your blues festival and all of the arts that are in the area. And right there, you've got it. I mean, this area, you know, not only Williamsport, but the surrounding area is just so rich in the desire to celebrate live music and especially American Roots music. So it's, it's, it's a precious thing. And you've tended it so well. Three decades is a long time, and it isn't all fun and games. Weather may be right one year, the groups are the greatest, but up and down, then you have to come to the pandemic. How did you get through? Well, as we have gotten through several crises during those 32 years, we had 11 years of rain in a row. Could have done us under, but it didn't. We had a tornado one year. Could have done us under, but didn't. Sponsors come and go, and just like the pandemic, we... We got our little group together, about 10 people, and we came up with a plan. How can we still celebrate this art form, give people an opportunity to get together and reunion, which is one of the things our festival is known for, is just a big reunion, and still keep it safe for everyone and comfortable for everyone. And we did it. I mean, we were fogging the stage. We were fogging the drum set. We were fogging the restrooms. We spent several thousand dollars to make the provisions that we needed to make. But when it was all said and done, it it felt like a great festival. You know, our all blues audiences are so kind and forgiving and understanding that I don't remember even getting any complaints throughout the day. Not one. And people were hungry, especially during a pandemic, for live music. Right. Things had just opened up and it was a good time to start and everybody came out with a good mood to be out. One of the lovely things about the Billtown Festival is your hospitality and the way, because of your love of music, and you do really care and respect the musicians. You've talked about musicians who've been waylaid and you go out and get them at a Jeep or things like that. And musicians remember that, don't they? They do. And I had a situation exactly like that this year. I have a wonderful artist coming up from Georgia. Veronica Jackson is her name, and we've been trying our darndest to figure out how to get her here. And uh, the plan was she would fly into Allentown. Of course, Williamsport has no airport anymore. We hope it will someday. But anyway, the best we could do was get her into Allentown, and then she was going to rent a car and come into the festival. And she called me two or three times, and I could just tell she was really struggling with renting the car and driving here. And it kept weighing on my mind. So I finally called a musician friend that I know who lives in Allentown and said, how would you like to be an escort for Veronica Jackson for the festival? Bring her here, get her to her hotel, get her to the festival when she needs to be here. And 
Anyway, fast forward, I connected the two of them, and everybody's happy. You know, I just feel like we did our best to service this artist, rather than just saying, hey, you signed a contract, you figure it out. That wasn't, that was not acceptable to us. We'll start the conversation about this year by telling our listeners about the theme song and what happens when those notes go out over the PA. Well, we uh, have a song that we've used every year to start called the Festival Time Boogie. And it was by an artist that was at our festival a number of years ago. Her name was Sister Monica. She was from California. And the way that we start the festival every year is we have an hour of music before. And then the final song of the music we play before the festival is Festival Time Boogie. And when that song ends, then the MCs come out and we start the festival. It's a little movie, that song. It's just a little movie, and and it's our festival and many festivals. But like you, Erica, it's part of the tradition. (laughs) Well, you're right, Bonnie. Your visits to WVIA are a tradition now. And we've learned from you over the years that the whole process is like a perpetual motion machine. You can't be waiting. You have to start thinking ahead. So even in COVID last year, and you were coming off with a wonderful festival, you're looking ahead to this year. I've already got a list of artists for next year. Well, I won't be talking to them for a few months, but Charlie and I just came back from Memphis and um, we scouted some performers down there and we were down to the Blues Music Awards and got to know some people even more. And so, yeah, it's a it's a year-round thing. But, but even despite the national acts that we work hard to bring in because we want to expose area people to these artists that they may not get to see any other way in person. But in our hospitality area and our stage crew, the directive that I always give them is all of the local and regional acts, once they come to the festival, they're totally on the same plane as all the national acts, whether it's hospitality, whether it's on the stage, whether it's helping them park, unload their gear, load their gear or whatever. Everybody's treated the same at our festival. And the regional and local acts really appreciate that special care that they get at our festival. And you've launched some regional local musicians to national prominence. Yes, uh, we did. (laughs) Gabe Stillman comes to mind. And since last year, Erica, he has just, it's just amazing where he has gone. We've already got big festivals booked for him in 2023. We don't have one open date between now and November. So he's doing well. He's working hard. He's really learning about the business side of music, which is one of the reasons he's doing so well, because he's understanding the big picture. But he's also volunteered to be our backstage crew this year. So he's going to be schlepping equipment for all of the artists that are coming and going for the festival. Well, that's a perfect example. And you do have a wonderful tradition, too, of the Blues Awards that you preside over, and then you send the winner down to Memphis for the Blues Challenge, right? Right. Tell us about it, Charlie. Well, this year we had two groups go down. We had a band go down. It was the Cadillac Cats, and they played on Beale Street, where all the famous people have always played. They did a fantastic job. And then we also had Combs Noaker Duo, which is Alan Combs and Brian Noaker, do a uh, acoustic set. They did a solo duo competition, and they did great too. So we were very proud of the people that went down, and they got to experience things that they would never have experienced. And um, they all had a fantastic time and a great experience. 
and they network with other musicians from around the world because it is a worldwide event and they make friendships that just last forever and um, they're more challenged which then takes them to a level that they didn't even think they could reach so it's a, it's a, it's all a good thing what's on the menu this year well three days of great music starting on friday june the 10th saturday june the 11th and sunday june the 12th so it's going to be a, again Friday, 6 o'clock till 10.30. And then on Saturday, we start at noon. And then on Sunday, we start at 11 in the morning. We quit early Sunday so people can get home, 6.15. But the other two nights are there till 10.30. And this is not always the case. You had been doing one-day festivals for some time. So that's another example of the strength of your efforts. This will be the third year for three days. Three days of music, and then we also expanded our our footprint down there so that we can have on-site camping so people can come in and camp. And we weren't sure how that would be received or if it would be a a good idea, but it's been a magnificent idea. People love it, and um, it served us very, very well. This is our third year, but the first year in 2019 was sort of a test run. Then 2020 didn't happen, And then last year, we had to do everything upside down and backwards because of the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic. So this is actually kind of starting over again with that three-day event. But it feels real good. We have such a wonderful group of people and volunteers, and everybody knows what they're supposed to do, and they do it. And it feels like it's going to come together real good for us. Well, take us through your favorite groups. Take turns. Select some of the ones that you love. Yeah, I'll try to go through them relatively quickly for you, Erica. But on Friday, as Charlie said, things get started at 6 o'clock. Doors open, gates open at 5. That would be June the 10th. And as you figured out, we have a lot of tradition with our festival. And it has become a tradition that the Uptown Music Collective opens the event on Friday with their blues performance group. And this is really special because the executive director of this nonprofit music school has blues music as the core of the curriculum. And he just starts all of the students off, regardless of the instrumentation or vocals or whatever, he starts them off with the blues. So we always include them. Then second is Radwald Howland Bolton, who is from Ithaca, New York. He's a Piedmont-style artist that really hones in on the Mississippi John Hurt and all of those great historic acoustic guitarists and singers and songwriters. A local favorite, the Ann Kerstetter Band from Northumberland. She's just a real powerhouse on stage and will be an awesome set. And then the Billy Price Band, he's coming in with a seven-piece Pittsburgh band, and he is a local favorite. I mean, people in our area love Billy Price. Come on, now. Oh, They got nowhere to go. People sleeping in the street. People out of work, kids can't get enough to eat. Rich folks get the cake, poor folks settle for the crown. Need a little help? They say ain't no. That's gonna be that's gonna be worth the price of admission for the whole festival to see Billy. <laughs> Charlie, take it away. Okay, well on Saturday is an unbelievable day of music. I'm going to get started with Becky Blue Band. She is a local band from the Seals Grove area and very dynamic, 
She had a good album she recorded down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, in some famous areas. Then we have Neil Tapp, who was the winner of this year's solo Duke competition at the Gennetti for the Blues Music Award. Does a great job with acoustic music. And Chris LaRose and Highway Hex Blues Band, they were the winners of our band competition. And Chris LaRose, two or three years ago, actually went down as our solo competition. So he's going down the second time. He's learned a lot going to Memphis. And they put together a band that is really good. So I'm looking forward to them. And then we're having E.G. Kite who has been there in the past. She's a good friend of the area. She put together a trio, had an album out this year, which was nominated for a Blues Music Award. And then Greg Piccolo and Heavy Juice. Greg Piccolo is probably one of the world's best saxophone players, tenor saxes. And he has been playing for years, one of the founders of Roomful of Blues up in New England. And he just blows a fantastic horn and plays a great guitar. And that will be a fantastic show. And he actually is a man that does my ending theme song every week. So I play him 52 times a year. On your radio show. Big boss man. He does a great job. Big fat saxophone. Not him, but the saxophone is fat. Then we have Sue Foley. And Sue Foley is rather famous right now. She just was the traditional female artist of the year at the Coco Taylor Award. And she also uh, had the traditional blues album of the year, Pinky's Blues. And she's originally from Canada. I believe she lives down in Houston, Texas. And when Gabe Stillman recently did his CD down in Austin, she set in on one of the tunes and is on the CD. So Gabe will be there and so will Sue Foley. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have an encore of that performance. And then uh, Lori Bell, he's from Chicago. And his uncle was Willie Dixon. And Carrie Bell was a famous harp player. And that's his son. So he's got traditional roots, and he's a great guitar player. And then GA20s from Boston, and they just recently had a new album out that was a tribute to Hound Dog Taylor. It's a great album. They're a really high-energy band. We saw them down around Philadelphia in the spring and decided, hey, they should be coming to the Billtown Blues Festival. So Saturday, that day is just chock full of fantastic music, and it's just going to be a winner. So I would recommend everybody, everybody come to Saturday. And I love the way you start on Sunday. The Sunday kickoff is what we call the Billtown Gospel Review. But again, it features the Uptown Music Collective, some students, their staff, their teachers, and some alumni. I just learned uh, today there will be 15 musicians on stage for this gospel performance. And it's that special gospel music. You know, you hear it in the church in the morning, and then you've already heard it the night before in the in the juke joints. So that's what we're talking about with the, the gospel review. And then Veronica Jackson, we already spoke about, and she's just tickled pink that she's not going to have to drive. And <laughs> she's going to uh, put on a great, she's an acoustic Piedmont style guitar. She really has a, a wonderful voice, but she blends folk blues and country into just a real potpourri of American roots music. She's a lovely person. Slim and the Percolators, they're from Philadelphia. Just a young kid, Slim, he's a harmonica player. And I hired them for our Fall into the Blues event that we had this past November and immediately said, hey, you need to be on the festival bill. So they're coming back. Eddie Ninevold is is a young and also, I think he might be 24. He's from Atlanta, 
just a real kind of eccentric guy, but uh, moving on up, he's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to have a five-piece band. And then the Cashbox Kings are from Wisconsin, but they're very heavily based in Chicago blues. And they have a wonderful lead singer, Oscar Wilson. And so we're going to be closing out Sunday with Chicago blues with the Cashbox Kings. That's an example. I use the word menu, but it's true. You have balance, you have different instrumentation, you have different emphases, styles, and that's what makes it exciting. We, we try real hard to make it as diverse in as many categories as possible. And I am going to disagree with Charlie in that don't just buy a ticket for Saturday. We have what's called a three-day bundle this year which will give you a discounted price for all three days. You come in on Friday, you get armbanded, and then you can just come and go every day very easily with a a three-day bundle and really experience over the three days all the interesting, diverse styles of blues and instrumentation that the festival is going to offer this year. We've just been through an enormously stressful time for everybody in the world with the COVID pandemic and the stresses continue in the world and in our lives. And we're not sure if any of it is ever going to resolve. Are these the conditions out of which the blues can rise and change and speak to us in this human condition that is so fraught? Well, I hope so. It's the kind of infectious music that makes you feel good and makes you want to get up and move and kind of forget your troubles. And so I don't think the blues really is a sad music. It's a happy music. And when people are feeling the music and wanting to dance, you kind of forget a lot of your troubles. So I think that it's a great thing. And Bonnie, how about you? Well, I think that, as Willie Dixon said, the blues is about the facts, the true facts of life. And regardless of where you are in life or the period of time, you know, there's always personal life situations that are universal. It doesn't matter whether you're living in the United States or Venezuela or London or wherever. In general, people have the same problems. Some are worse than others, but that's where the music comes from. It's taking those life experiences and putting them to music. And and of course, with blues, the phenomenal use of double entendre, where you know, you're really trying to get to the, the root of what, what is that person really saying? And so it's kind of magical that way. But I, I agree with you that this particular difficult period of time, for however long it lasts, will nurture great blues music. Bonnie Tallman and Charlie Lockhart, two of the founders of the Billtown Blues Festival. The 32nd Annual will open on June 10th at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds in Hughesville with a vibrant mix of national and regional acts, including this performer, Gabe Stillman. Three days of music, you can camp if you'd like. Food and craft vendors will be on hand Friday the 10th of June. Music beginning at 6 and running till 10.30. Saturday, June 11th, music from noon until 10.30. And then Sunday the 12th, 11 a.m. till 5.30 p.m. 
For more information, on the web, BuildtownBlues.org, BuildtownBlues.org. And if you don't know, Williamsport is known affectionately as Billtown. That's the 32nd Annual Billtown Blues Festival, June 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Lycoming County Fairgrounds in Hughesville. A full roster of national and regional performers and for all of the information you need online, billtownblues.org, billtownblues.org. <laughs>